The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The Michigan Wolverines cheated their way to a national championship, and Nick Saban retired. Nothing is adding up. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Buckeyes fan ready to drop the bag for Mike Vrabel. And with me, as always, is AJ. Goodbye, Pete. Hello, Jim. Marchese. That would be all too poetic, Rob. Hey, the last time Seattle hired a national championship winning head coach, it all worked out. Today, we're talking all the national championship highlights and lowlights. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a... Bryce Young, who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by James Franklin's agent. That man is putting in work if he's got James Franklin's name floating around for the Alabama job. Everybody could use an agent like that. Um, All right, let's talk national championship. Michigan 34, Washington 13, and a game that was maybe one of the most most boring of the uh, college playoff, four playoff 14 playoff, there, got it, uh, era. If you didn't like defense, maybe. Was, I wouldn't even call it good defense. Well, Michigan's defense played really well. Huh? Washington's defense played well. well and Michigan took advantage of a uh, poor quarterback play. Um, yeah, J.J. McCarthy sucks. No. Yeah, let's talk about Michael Penix. Let's talk about the fact that he had, I think, the best game of his career um, against Texas uh, on the biggest stage and had a lot of people sold on him being a first-round quarterback, which is insane. Because yeah. um, he, like, that's not to say, like, he is certainly in the top five quarterback conversation in this class. Mm-hmm. But if your team is taking him in the first round... I think even just beyond him as a prospect, like on the field, like just the sheer, like his age and his injury history is a terrifying prop- proposition in itself. But then you look at it like from the perspective of when you force him to be perfect, he isn't. And when his receivers, I saw someone made this point Michigan turned the, like all season those 50 50 balls to Adenze and Polk. And, and McMillan 
have have been more like 70-30 balls, and Michigan just turned them back into 50-50 balls by playing great coverage on the back end. And it, it clearly really affected Penix, who struggles with, like, beyond his throwing motion being what it is, which is Philip Rivers-esque, like, he really struggles with anticipation. He really struggles working through his progressions. A lot of the time you can watch it and tell he's going to his first read, and a lot of the time it works out great because that first read's to a Tunze Polk or McMillan. Yeah. Um, he's rarely working in the middle of the field. Uh, although in the Texas game he showed the mobility and fantastic footwork to elude the rush, you saw him kind of come back down to earth with those things against Michigan, who muddied that pocket. Um, and when that puck... Consistently hitting Michael Penn. And several... They drew several holds. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Like, Michael Penix to me is a lot – like, he's pretty similar to what Hendon Hooker was last year, right? Older prospect in an offense that is really wide open, so juiced up his numbers, playing with really talented receivers, which also juiced up his numbers. Certainly a talented quarterback, but not a guy who I think is going to be, like, a surefire franchise quarterback or even – like, I don't know. What do you think of Penix? You know, the big question was his mobility and, and all of that, and he showed it big time against Georgia. Panics came out of the semifinal, and similarly, was it was, a, it was a masterpiece of his, you know, pocket mobility and making, you know, Murphy miss and Sweat miss consistently. Um, I thought if he could have, you know, built on that, you know, CJ Stroud clearly, you know, hit the ground running in Houston. Um, build off that, though, into this into the final, um, that, that would have been something, I think, for his stock. Um, and it was the opposite. Um, he his footwork was bad. He was consistently just, I don't know, like even the touchdown throw to McMillan, great throw, but he was like he was staring down Odunze. He didn't move his feet, and it's impressive that he could make that throw. But I think it just said something that like the the Michigan pass rush clearly, like you said, affected him. Uh, even when it wasn't getting home, it was it was hell for him. And I, and like you said, they played just tough coverage on the back end. Um, all 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 three corners were good. The safety play was good. Um, only one sack, and that was a hell of a play by Grant. But yeah, and I think like obviously you know he on the second interception, the first play of the second half, he um, sorry on the first interception, the first play of the second half where he got his ankle stepped on by his offensive lineman. Um, that clearly, I I don't know how much the ankle affected him, but I think that started to where you know he just started to the body started to break down on him. He was clearly grabbing his ribs pretty much the entire fourth quarter. Um, it, it, he didn't talk much about the injury. It was a, hell, a warrior performance for Michael Penix. It just didn't see the field well. I thought I thought his no. c- complete feel in the pocket was off. Even on the interception, yes, I know he got stepped on, and that clearly affected the throw. But I don't know where that throw was going. No, and both both interceptions were bad. Like the, forced, the first, you know, and he w- didn't work off that first read and just forced it. The, anyway. The second interception, the one to Sainer still, was an awful throw, and he had, I don't remember if it was Poker McMillan, but on the backside, wide open for a first it, down. It, I'm pretty sure it was McMillan. Yeah. Who, oh, yeah, yeah, on the backside dig, I think. and he Wide open, off the snap. I think he was. I think Wallace was on him, and he blew Wallace off the line, and uh, he never looked that way, and I don't know what the hell that throw was. I'm like, there's an easy first down right from the snap. Yeah. I'm even watching the All-22 because I couldn't sync it up, Rob. I don't know what happened there. Uh, obviously, like, even... Um, I feel like the throw that was a little bit blown out of, blown out of proportion was that fourth down one to Adonze deep, where it does kind of seem like Adonze ran the wrong, like didn't finish his route and 
was just taking advantage of the space in front mm-hmm. of him. It was just more of a miscommunication than than anything. But like even beyond that, th- throughout the game, th- he was just a little bit off. There was another deep one on the left sideline. I can't remember what point it was in the game where Polk had uh, uh, maybe a step, and it's the type of throw that an NFL quarterback's like. At least giving his receiver a chance, he overthrew it by like five yards. Mm-hmm. He was also like started like t- like he was, his shoulder tilt was all weird yeah. and like mechanically he was a mess. Decision making, he was a mess, and it just it comes back to the fact that he doesn't throw over the middle of the field, and that's just not like you can't live that way at the NFL level. You can't live being a half second late and not utilizing the whole field. Like how many yeah. quarterbacks in the NFL? Don't throw over the middle. Uh, the bad ones. <laughs> the bad ones. Um, absolutely. Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. To, to me, this is clearly, this isn't a first-round type of quarterback, and he's had a phenomenal year. Um, but that's even, like, on tape, and you mentioned it off the top. You, you throw in the age. I, I don't know how much more he can de- develop, you know? He's clearly made huge strides from his time in Indiana already, but... Uh, he's entered the league at what twenty four years old and soon to be twenty five and that's a twenty four year old with two two ACL tears ACLs I believe yeah and a, a shoulder injury I think two different lot, like two different shoulder injuries I think yeah yeah like that's just that's a lot or was that um, shoulder and an elbow I can't remember but yeah and, and and so I think he's he's more in that Hendon Hooker range where he's. Like more of that third round court. It doesn't sound like he's going to be at the senior bowl, which I think would have been super helpful for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, regardless, he, he's kind of. Hendon Hooker went 68th overall, which I, I would contend was too early. Uh, and I think that's kind of where Penix is. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think I mentioned it, I don't know, November, that Penix and Hooker's evaluation is very similar, you know, and. Not a comp at all, and you're not saying that either. But just the no. just the evaluation of an older player, and like you, you pointed all the things out. Older, just yeah, older player injury history in an offense that's like wide open, uh, lends to being pass happy and putting up big yeah. numbers. Like the receivers are schemed so open in both systems. At this um, point, I, I think I I haven't you know had a final grade, but I think I'm gonna have Penix above where I had Hendon Hooker. But yeah, there's a lot um, of flaws. Yeah. It, 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 I think, like, the the weird thing is just the fact that it was a lot of, like, Penix. Like, Penix is on the level of Jaden Daniels. I, I feel like we saw a lot of that take after the Texas game. Like, yeah. Caleb Williams, Drake Mayer, and the tier. Then it's Jaden Daniels and Penix. And <clears throat> I, I, I think the way I have it, at least, is Caleb and, and Drake are in their own tier. Jaden Daniels is in a tier, a tier of his own. His own. And then Penix is kind of in that that next tier with like Bo Nix and and JJ McCarthy and and they all have that like something holding them back and, and just speaking to JJ now in this game, um, like really at no point this season has has he had to let it loose for Michigan. Mm-hmm. So we never really got like an extended look. He was obviously he was super efficient this season, and in this game like he wasn't really asked to do anything um obviously that big third down conversion using his legs uh when they were in their own end um late in the game was yeah. huge. like i think his mobility was the biggest difference with him in this game and, and obviously doesn't turn the ball over. honestly michigan never fully utilized his mobility either mm-hmm. i don't think that i think they were ready to do it and they didn't really need to and then you know. yeah and so the 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 thing with jj coming off this game it's just like 
man, he is such a projection. Yeah. Um, n- not that like Penix isn't, but like he's a huge gamble. There's a lot of upside. You can see it, but you have to squint. Mm-hmm. And like part of me is like he's kind of like Daniel Jonesy to me. Um, I think a little. Get him? Yeah, he's similar but more talented. I'd say, but it's very similar. Yeah. I, but like has done a lot less at the collegiate mm-hmm. level in terms of being relied on. Um, I don't know. It's just like that's why. I, like I have a hard time if I was an NFL front office justifying taking. Well, I definitely wouldn't be taking Michael Penix in the first round. I definitely would not be taking Bo Nix in the first round. But I'd have a hard time. I, I think like after those first three guys, I think JJ McCarthy is the clearest path to going the first round. Yeah. Um. But I'd have a hard time making that bet unless I hired Harbaugh as a head coach. Yeah, Seattle. It's going to be JJ at, four, at 16 and Harbaugh's coming in. Um, Carol would have loved JJ. <laughs> I bet you Schneider does. Um, yeah, I thought I thought just on the performance in you know, this game, um, I think it came out juiced, but I thought he's done that a lot. You know, He really needs to slow things down. He constantly just throws fucking missiles when he doesn't have mm. to. Um, he has to get better at taking some juice off the throws. Clearly, the arm is extremely talented. You saw that with, like, like that. He's, he really only made, like, two big-time throws, even if you can call them big-time throws. I think the one, you know, on the on the play-action crossing route to Roman Wilson where you kind of just layered it off over the defender on the drop, uh, that was a hell of a throw. The Loveland throw with the big play, um, good enough throw, but I thought more just Loveland made a great play. Uh, that's tight end one twenty twenty five. the cat, great catch in the rumble. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like you said, the, the athleticism is huge. He never got into a rhythm, and I feel like that's kind of been an issue for him. He's never – early in the season they were kind of finding it, and then, like you said, they didn't – down the stretch they didn't need to rely on him. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I, – I do think he comes out. What else does he have left to prove at the collegiate level for sure? Especially with Harbaugh likely yeah. gone. Yeah. I, I don't know what, what more to do there. Um I don't know. I think if you take him the first round, that's not a guy you want to be playing right away, though. That's for sure, right? He, I think he's got a lot of franchise. I, like, I think he's a leader, but I'm extremely biased. Obviously, he led Michigan to the first national championship in my – well, not in my lifetime, but in my viewing lifetime. I think he's a great leader, and I think he's that type of dude that you can kind of build around that way, like the franchise quarterback off the field vibe, but um, long way to go on the field. Just looking at, like, a, a quick uh, draft order right now. You know who would be an interesting team uh, to take and, and, and kind of sit and develop him? Who? Um, the L.A. Rams. That would actually be really interesting. Yeah. Because I'm just looking, like, the back end of the first round, all the, all, the, all the teams picking there have young, like, under 30 starting quarterbacks or are the Pittsburgh Steelers who have Mason Rudolph, so we're fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the the Rams or the Bucks are kind of the two playoff teams who don't necessarily have a clear starter two years from now. Especially if Dave Canales stays in Tampa, that's really interesting. Um, he's, he did a hell of a job with the offense this year. That's a former Seahawks quarterback coach. Um, no, that's interesting. Yeah, I I hope he doesn't land with a team that he has to go and do it right away. You know, because I, I don't I don't know how fruitful that will be. I will say, I will say, he's he's maybe the, one of the best passers on the move. He he does it really well. Um, he's really good rolling to his left. Yeah, and and right, he's so good at it. And there's so many plays where he just, right. I know, I know, but he's it, very good both ways. Um, 
I think that's that might be his top end trait. I don't know that maybe mm. that can kind of I, separate. I think, I think that that I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, but what really did it for Michigan this game offensively was the run game. Um, be, be, like okay, Don, Donovan Edwards. <laughs> Yeah, let's start with Donovan Edwards, baby. Come he, on. He upped his average per carry in this game from three and a half on the season to four point two after this game. Hundred four yards on six carries, two forty plus yard touchdown runs. Uh, hadn't done that all year. Looking a lot more like the guy we saw as a yeah. sophomore, who we thought could be a top running back in this class. Um, I, I I still assume he's going to go back to school, just because he didn't have that yeah, the year. I, I, I don't know. Needed, but, like, yeah. it was good to see the juice come back. I saw someone could kind of compare him to DeAndre Swift, and I thought that was an interesting – like a bigger DeAndre Swift. Yeah, you saw the juice. I think that is an interesting comp. Um, I think on both touchdown runs, especially the first one, you can clearly see the vision. It's in the best. He was in the pile until he wasn't in the pile, you know what I mean? But then the explosiveness, man. He, he outran everyone on the Washington defense on both of those runs. I don't know what happened this season – I, I don't know. It seemed like maybe he's banged up, but I don't, and maybe the month off or close to a month off gave him that juice back. I don't know. And I, I do not know if he's coming out or if he's going back. I Everything coming out of the Michigan program, it's it's hard to decipher, you know. Um, but, yeah, you saw the talent, and they didn't do it at all this year, but he's one of the best receiving backs too. Like, it's it just they didn't get him involved, but you've seen in the past. Um yeah, Edwards is going to be really interesting. If he does go back, I think he's got a chance. I mean, it's, it's a hell of a running back group next year. But he's got a chance to really elevate himself. If he comes out, he, he's got a good chance. I don't know where the fuck he would go. I really don't. It's 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 wide open, but like he hasn't had a good season. It's It'd be really interesting. Yeah, he's a bit of a gamble, similar to J.J. McCarthy. He has the physical <laughs> tools. You just yeah. haven't like consistently seen it. Mm-hmm. Um a guy who you have consistently seen it with is Blake Corum, who I think had like started to really look like himself pre-injury down the stretch. Like I know he wasn't like dominant against Alabama, but that overtime touchdown yeah. run, like, that looked like that was classic Corum. Yeah, like this season's been a lot of like <laughs> like easy like Jalen Hurts esque easy touchdowns, um, and like a, like less explosive runs. Mm-hmm. But in this Washington game, you saw that explosion come back and just his lateral, yeah, the, like the yeah. lateral burst. His his jump cuts ridiculous. He's I I you know what? after the game he's getting interviewed. I forget who the interview was. And I've never seen. The player be maybe shorter than the interviewer, and like I don't know if Blake Corm's five eight. Yeah, I don't know five seven, but he is <laughs> built like a tank. Yeah, he's gonna be a really interesting eval because like as a pure runner, he is so talented. He has mm-hmm. such a great feel. He presses the line so well. His like I said, his jump cuts ridiculous. He's built so low to the ground. Yeah. His contact balance pops. Like he's probably five seven two fifteen. <laughs> um. And he's a physical pass protector, uh, but he, he hasn't had a lot of experience catching the football. Funny enough, um, that, that's that's what kind of beat Bama. <laughs> but yes, yeah, exactly. Like, that was the best pass catching game of his career, arguably. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like he's that he's going to test phenomenally, but the, like the long speed isn't there. That's for sure. No. But if I like, you can just kind of feel like if he lands with the right mm-hmm. team, like let's say third third round is kind of where I feel, in, especially yep. in this running back class. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he's by the season end like a starting running back. I totally agree. I think he's gonna have a very solid NFL career. 
Um, I mean, you watch that interview. That's just a dude you want to root for too. He's got that fucking. He's just got that that dude yeah, factor. Yeah, interviews. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I. You're right. I. The the lateral cuts and all of that that he looked so great um, last year before the injury against Illinois. I think they're back. Um, he's not that long speed dude. He's not going to rip off the fifty yard runs at all in the NFL. But uh, I don't know. Like like looking at it like a team where like the Philadelphia Eagles, where the run game hasn't been super consistent this year. But you know, great offensive line like that feels like a, a perfect fit for Blake Corum, where like he can just you know let that offensive line work, find the holes. Like I don't know. Like I think he's just so good at like setting up the next guy to miss too. It's once he gets into the second level. It, it's going for 20. You know what I mean? You saw it against Bama. You saw it against Washington. Um, he's so damn good at that. And like you said, he's tiny short-wise, but he's... he's kind built, of like Maurice Jones-Drew. He kind of is, yeah. <laughs> By the time he's 30, like little, he'll, he'll be like, like, a little, he'll like MJD, yeah. A little thinner. Yeah. Well, he's... Yeah. But it's so, he's got the, the thick lower half and, like you said, low center of gravity. Yeah, I don't know. The quicks are still there. And I think, to me, that that's what, that's what Blake Corman had to prove this year you know what i mean um yeah I, I think you're right third round ideally to a team that um you know is a playoff type of team a good offensive line i think he could have a long and very good NFL career um yeah he uh come to the pittsburgh steelers fit right in we, we only run the ball beyond him sticking on the offensive side of the ball um Looking, looking more at Washington, like it, it kind of like Dylan Johnson was coming into the game injured, yeah. kind of got injured right again. The first again snap, opening play. or his like, first, yeah, his first but, carry. But I, I think what stood out most to me is that like even how bad everything was, like Roma Dunze was still making plays, mm-hmm. still looking like they, they had that one screened him. He looks so good. Yeah, so he's such a well-rounded receiver. I've seen the Amari Cooper comp kind of popping a little bit yeah. more as of late. <laughs> me uh, too. Just because he's like he's kind of a prototype like. There's not one thing he does maybe at the elite, elite level, although I, I, I would argue maybe those uh, Ball tracking, matches. yeah. Yeah, the ball tracking, the lay hands. But he is, he is such a technician. There's, like, not really anything you can point to where, like, this concerns me. No. Um, and it's very Amari Cooper-esque where he's just, like, I just feel like Amari Cooper's been a thousand-year receiver, like, every year of his career, no matter the circumstances. And, uh, yeah, Adenzi was great and would have had more if there wasn't that miscommunication. There's a couple plays that they left out there. Right. No, say. He was getting held, too. He drew flags. Yeah, I, I thought he was the best player in Washington, um, and I think he's been all year. Um, it, it surprised me that Washington's game plan was to come out and throw a bunch of screens, though. Uh, that kind of threw me off guard, but uh, it worked a little bit, and I thought Odunze made the most of that. Like, I thought... Not that I was discrediting his yak or anything like that, but I thought you really saw that in this game. Um, yeah, I think he's. <laughs> You're right, though. Uh, by the way, on the on the on the deep miss, I think it was definitely supposed to be a corner route. But Odunze saw all the yeah. green grass and threw his hand up and was going. More of a miscommunication, but I, like even quickly going back to Penix, I feel like that's something he should recognize as well and like reset his feet and kind of feel it out a second. He, I thought I felt like Penix was a little rushed too. Last thing I'll say on him. But. Yeah. Yeah. Just wasn't just wasn't seeing it right. But anyways, Dunze was unreal um, for for what he could do. Um, Will Johnson is one of the top corners in next year's class, if not the top corner. Oh yeah, uh, that was a battle, and I think Odunze won it. Um, they they him and Mikey Sanders still had a couple of miscommunications that gave up the would be big play and the later big play. But 
Um, other than that, no, I think it was a war, and um, I think Odunze, I think Odunze comes out on top. Um, drew a couple flags, right? So, yeah, I, I didn't uh, love the so Washington game plan, but Odunze is awesome. Yes. So, so just jump back to Quorum, just because it's popped in my head, mm-hmm. just for a comp. What about Doug Martin? I was thinking Doug Martin when we were talking about it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Muscle hamster, baby. Uh, but yeah, back to Washington. Um, yeah, Polk kind of was a, a bit of a non-factor yeah. in this game. Um, I think, and he just declared, and I, I, I'm a big fan of his. I, th- I think he's a probable top 60 selection, top 50 even. Um, but I do think, like, there is some juice that he's lacking uh, that they – is maybe a bit of a concern and, and kind of stood out in this game. Um, I, like, I haven't dug I, – I, like I said, I didn't even get the All-22 broadcast on, but I <clears> – <throat> before, you know, I haven't watched the All-22, but I, I think this this performance can be a little bit – not on poke, but Odunze stepped up. He was getting all the attention. And I know Penix really struggled, but it, it felt like Poke needed to be that guy to really step up to well, win this game, you know what I mean? And he didn't. McMillan also, beyond mm-hmm. the touch on where his feet were just wicked on that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, though, he he was a pretty big non-factor. Drew, drew the um, PI right like, before it, too, though. Like, at least, but yeah. I, it felt like Jack Westover was, like, their Dude. consistent. Like, outside of Adonze, it was like, okay, we, we need six yards. We need to move mm-hmm. the chains. Let's go to Westover, who really <laughs> kind of... I think stepped up in their biggest games down the stretches. He he got banged up too against Texas, and he came out and he looked good. Like you saw, like Westover is going to go in the seventh round and be like a productive tight end too. Westover, I don't know, man. There's just vibes that this guy's going to hang around for eight years in the league or or longer. And you know what I like? You know what I love too in this one? The little wiggle he threw. I think it was on Colson to get that first down. I was like, what? How are you not making that tackle on Westover? And it was a big. uh, I think it might have been a third down or a second down to get the first down. Um, but showing that little wiggle, I like that. Yeah, I think Westover just missed her consistent. Washington's defense obviously could not stop the run. It, it, and yeah. That was evident right off the bat. They had a stretch, though, where it was like after the two Donovan Edwards play touchdowns, they kind of held it together they for did. a while. Yeah. But, though, like, the, the guy who was getting cooked uh, on those Edwards touchdowns, Dominique Hampton, their safety, yeah. who just, like, his run fits were just, like, he was in the wrong place. It was um, bad. His angles were bad. And he, so he's a Shrine Bowl guy, and he's a 6'3", 220 safety. He's a really interesting prospect. Like, he, he came back and yeah, made a nice play on the ball. I don't remember the yeah. play exactly, but, yeah. He also came back later and had a great run stop. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, those those two kind of just, like, man, that killed them. I also thought uh, Ulo – I can't say his last name. Ulo Foscio, the linebacker, he uh, – he, he, he on both the Edwards touchdown runs, he kind of got lost in the trash. Um, yeah. Reading his keys, he he was like, he, he just kind of guessed wrong. Also and, came back and had that really nice PBU on the Wilson. And, and I was going to say, he yeah. came back and like kind of once they put it together, like him and Hampton, uh, and Ula Foscio is going to the Senior Bowl, by the way. Um, so both both these guys are pretty legit prospects. Mm-hmm. Um, came back, and, like those two kind of, Getting it together helped the Washington defense a lot. Uh, beyond them, like I thought, Jamar Muhammad, who had that great what was it, a third down PBU where his route recognition was just awesome. Yeah, and that's kind of the story with him. He's an interesting prospect because he's an undersized guy, but super productive. And if he comes out, like I feel like he's the type of guy who's going to go in, like the fourth round and be playing as a rookie. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, it's and um, it, it seems like people aren't super high, but I'm, I've been a big fan of Muhammad as well. Yeah. Um, again, he got banged and, up late against Texas and had that. Had that nice tackle on Quorum when he was down in pain after, but 
yeah. came back and yeah, that, that big red zone uh, PBU on uh, Cornelius Johnson was big. Yeah. Um, I thought Braylon Trice, who obviously is Washington's biggest defensive prospect, like kind of a quiet game. Yes. Uh, had that one hit on on McCarthy where like but McCarthy th- completed other than that I really just it really didn't feel him and I think you can argue the Texas game is the best game mm-hmm. of the season uh I, and and I think just the thing with him is like he is such a technically sound passer or so heavy-handed um can win in a variety of ways. He's just not a great athlete. And yeah. I think that's what's going to hold him back where I feel like he's going to go like the 85th pick but be an instant impact rookie. I love him, and I know it wasn't his best game. Um, and, but, like, even still, like, I don't think he played poorly. I just think they, like, for them to win this game, he would have had to have done what he did against Texas. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, I mean, Michigan didn't really give him the opportunity to do that either. But, yeah, Jordan Jordan Reed of ESPN put out a, a mock draft. He had him in the first round. And I don't know if I'll s- – I see it because I agree with you. He's, I don't think he's going to test that great, but I love him. Like he'll, he'll like I wouldn't be surprised. If he's a top fifty guy for me. You know, like I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah, but. yeah, for sure. I I feel, I feel like he's the type of player where draft Twitter and draft yeah. picks would be higher on him than where he's actually selected. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, flip side, offensive line play overall. Obviously, the Michigan offensive line I thought played a great game, and that's easy to say. Uh, going to the Senior Bowl, I thought Ladarius Henderson had a really good game. That's huge yeah. for him to get to the Senior Bowl. Uh, the the long Corum run, I thought he was great. Just kept sustaining, and I think he just looked solid all night. Pass Pro is going to be, I think, his his test. Um, it's been a little up and down all year. Found his way, um, but yeah, the Michigan offensive line just felt really really rock steady, uh, doing what they always do. But um, Washington's offensive line, I thought I thought Rosengarten, the right tackle, who's had a little bit of love late. Um, struggles, struggled big time. Yeah. Um, like I, I think this was from Dane Brugler's article. Like they said, he, he didn't allow a sack all year. Um, he's supposed to go back, but um, I think Dane said he's in the mix for the first four rounds. And I thought he looked like a guy that isn't an NFL player on Monday night. Um, his, I don't know, man. His set in like the second half was just all fucked up. He wasn't getting out on multiple plays and then just grabbing guys. Uh, I think a couple times he was getting out too early, and it was just it was it was just a mess. I don't know. It was just like he was in his own head. He had a couple holding calls, uh, was struggling a lot. I think he was maybe the of draft of other guys maybe the, the struggled the most. Um, other side, what do you think of Troy Fountainhouse game? Fountainu, I still struggle saying his name. I thought he was fine. I thought he was fine too. Yeah, I thought he looked good I, in a couple run. I know they couldn't really run the ball too well, but. Yeah, like he he was not on the screen passes. I think outside of Adunzi, I thought he was the next brightest spot for the Washington offense. Me too. Um, But I do think the big the biggest difference for Michigan was just kind of what they were doing on the back end, and uh, you you already kind of touched on it. But like, yeah, Will Johnson, twenty twenty five prospect, is going to be a dude. But Mikey Sanderson is like just. That was I thought he should have been defensive MVP. Absolutely should have been. Yeah. And I think you could argue his game against Alabama was one of the worst of his tenure at Michigan. And yep. he bounced back in this way. And like not even just like not even just the eighty one year pick six at the end. Or sorry, pick pick return. Should have been six. Right. I thought it was gonna be yeah. six, yeah. Um 
But like beyond that, like he he had, was just playing phenomenally. He had that huge. I forget which of the stud receivers it was on, but it was like a third and three or something. And and, and Penix like threw it to the receiver at the line of scrimmage, and it was like there's McMillan. no way Sanders still. Yeah, yeah. I, I just felt like there's there's no way like not Sanders still specifically, but that's just such a hard open field tackle to make. And, and, and he yeah. stuck it. <laughs> I was just like, okay, yeah, it's my After favorite. struggling last week in the tackling department, I you know I said that was an issue. And he's obviously and undersized. Right away, he came out and made that tackle on McMillan. I'm like, okay, he's, I, he's back. And he, he looked good tackling I, all night. And I feel him and Coram to me are like the heart and soul of this yeah, national championship I agree. team. And I'm so happy Sanders still going to the senior bowl because I'm so yeah. excited to see him in one ones. I feel like he's a nickel prospect everybody's going to love, but he's – Gonna be like five nine one eighty, so he's gonna yep. fall to the fourth round, and he's gonna be starting nickel for a decade. He's a perfect. He's like I saw someone say this. It, it's um, it's wrong that Bill Belichick's probably done in New England because Mikey <laughs> Sanders still is like the perfect uh, Bill Belichick nickel. That's a good. I like that. Um, yeah, I think like he had. I think his only his only sh- you know struggles were back to back. On he held the McMillan on the the play, and then he gave up the touch on the next play, but. Both crossing routes, tough asks. You know, the safety wasn't there, uh, especially on the touchdown. Tough asks. But then also, I think it was McMillan again. It was a lot of McMillan. I thought it was a good matchup. Very, like, they kind of complement each other really well. Um, I think it was McMillan of the slot fade deep, um, and he was just locked down coverage. It wasn't even bad. It was a good throw from Penix, just locked down. And obviously, like you said, the pick. Um, and I thought the ta- the ta- his tackling stepped up huge in a week, and I think that that's, that's a big for him. You know who I thought just underrated year for Michigan? And it was quite good in this game. And I, th- I thought it was pre- pretty good the week before. Josh Wallace, the UMass transfer. He's so damn quiet. Underrated. Good. No, he's been great and, all year. And, and, oh, I, and like, I don't want to get on my – get me off my soapbox. Okay. If he hadn't transferred to Michigan, like he was yeah. a legit prospect at UMass already. Like, he was like the worst team in college football. U- UMass. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he would have been like a Shrine Bowl guy. But like the, he had a great year at Michigan, making that jump and like didn't look out of place. And I, I just I feel like that's a guy who was kind of unheralded on a, a Michigan defense that was the best in the country yeah. all year long. Um, so unsung thought, hero. Yeah, he, he, he absolutely yeah, he, was unsung he, he hero. He played really well. Yeah. Uh, I thought Chris Jenkins had a great game. He did. Um, yeah. I'm super excited to watch Mason Grimm and Kenneth Grant <laughs> in 25. Like that's a monsters. nasty duo. That inside. Grant sack was um, nasty, man. That was nasty business. I think uh, I think Junior Colson is a, a potential to be one of the first linebackers off the board if he declares. Playing with um, broken bones in both hands yeah, the last few weeks. He's a bit of a badass. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, quite, very quietly under the radar, a guy who's had a solid last two seasons, but nothing flashy is Macari Page, the safety for Michigan. I was about to say, it, it sucks because he had that stupid penalty. 15-year penalty. Nah, welcome to the Big but, Ten, but, Huskies. But, but the, yeah. like, prior to that, like, I thought he was playing quite well. And yeah. before against Texas, I thought he was playing quite well. And he's really interesting because he's, he's, he's 6'4 safety. Yeah. He's big. He, and that's a guy that's never really gotten too much credit. And, like, Keon Sab and him kind of mix it up. I thought Sab looked good, too, but. That's that's another um, time, but yeah, no, Mi- uh, I agree with you. Michigan's defense is interesting to me too because it was the best in the country all year, and uh, outside of Will Johnson, there's like no first round guy on this defense. Um, I think I think Johnson's Grant and Graham are gonna be first round picks, but yeah, okay, but okay, the, sorry, the sophomores. Let me, let me rephrase that. Yeah, there's there's no 2024 guy on this defense that's going in the first round. Like Chris nope. Jenkins is going in the first round. Um, and there's just like it's like every like you you start going down the depth chart and you're like 
the eighth best player on this defense could go in the fifth round. Like the 14th best player, like a rotational guy. Like I could see him sticking around in the, in the NFL. Yeah. Like this secondary, especially, I think, had a lot of depth. And like you, we just talked about Will Johnson, McCurry Page, uh, Sanders still, Josh Wallace. Uh, we talked about Rob Moore last week against Texas, or sorry, against Alabama. Um, there's just so much depth here, and it's just like a lot of guys who I think are just going to make long careers in the NFL. Yeah, and the and the and the front it's extremely deep. Obviously, the inside is just Jenkins for this year, and like you said, had a really good game. Uh, but on the edge, like there's just Josiah Stewart, uh, Brady McGregor's going to the Senior Bowl. Uh, uh, Moore, who's not not going to be coming out this year, Jalen uh, Harrell and Jalen Harrell. Yeah, they just I think that was a di- look. So let me soapbox for a sec because my team just won the national championship. This defense was underrated all year, like at large, not the stats or anything. And it's just because people said well, the Big Ten was bad. And I, I think this defense is have, one of the best in the college football playoff era. Say it that. also didn't have the star power. No, role. there's Chase Young up for the Heisman. Yep. There's a Bosa brother. There's like they didn't have that. Do you even have like a Dallas Turner? Exactly. The big time edges are the ones I think on defense, or like extremely flashy or, corners, or or massive defensive tackles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jordan Davis. Or like that. I, mean, I guess not so much linebackers, but ten years ago, like that big time linebacker would get all the love. They didn't have those. Like Will Johnson is going to be that guy next year. It's just too soon. Um, I think that's why they, they didn't get the hype. But this was the best defense in college football year, and like I said, I think it was one of the best defense of the last decade. Uh, but yeah, you got you got guys like Josh Wallace coming up from UMass, and uh, the the secondary, especially the corners, um, the corners very much so, was kind of wide open in the offseason. It was maybe the soft spot. Obviously, Johnson's a stud, and Mikey S is moving inside and is a stud. But um, Wallace stepped up huge. I think he's he doesn't get enough love, and he played. He never had a bad game. Um, yeah, I think special year, obviously, and I'm. I'm I'm going to keep pounding the table for these guys. Um, anything else? I don't, anyone else you wanted to hit? Yeah. That's all I got. I, uh, Me too. Me too. Is uh, Alex Orgy the future at Michigan? He's <laughs> huge and athletic. I love Orgy. I think they're hyping up the other quarterback, Denegal, too. We'll see. Well, the future at Michigan is going to be uh, whatever Sharon Moore wants it to be. Um, Colson Loveland is the 